Welcome to Talking Heads on USA Global TV, starring the one and only wonderful Dr. Jacqueline. It's a prestigious place where world-class influencers and experts meet, and where you'll find the most trusted advisors and coaches for all things in life and business. Visit usaglobaltv.com to sign up for our newsletter, get the value you need, and be first in line to learn about events and giveaways and other valuable content. Connect with us. Email Dr. Jacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV, where the doctor is always in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to USA Global TV and radio. I'm Dr. Jacqueline Kerbeck. I'm the president, founder, and chief listening officer here at our network, where we currently have 29 live broadcasts each week. Welcome to Talking Heads. This is my time slot for my presentation. And today's topic is the three most important things you need to know about sales. So we're going to be covering a number of things during this episode, and we'll have follow-up episodes later to really dive into some of these things. I want to start off by reading you an email that I was sent by someone trying to get my attention and trying to sell me something. And I don't know this person. I don't know the person's company. But what I want you to think about is how many times have you received emails like this? Or possibly how many times have you sent emails like this or maybe even left a voice message? So here's the email. Hi, Jacqueline. Did you get my last email? Can you connect me to your marketing team? We apologize for the cold email. We are just really excited to connect about what your company could be doing on TikTok. The power of TikTok is insane. And I promise you from one brand operator to another, TikTok is changing the game for social media marketing. By way of introduction, my name is blah, blah, blah. And I run a TikTok marketing agency for high growth D2C brands. We don't want to work on your Facebook, Google, Snapchat, email, problematic TV, et cetera, et cetera. We only work on TikTok. TikTok is now the number one social media platform bigger than Facebook, Instagram, and everyone else. Who would be the right person on your team to connect with about getting your brand on TikTok? Can we set up some time to chat? Cheers. Hmm. Now, what do you think about that email? Well, the email was filled with information that is completely not relevant to me, not important to me, not interested. If I'm interested in TikTok, I'll do my own research. But the person acted like they had the right to ask me to introduce them to someone on my marketing team, which I don't have a marketing team, by the way. So isn't that interesting? I am the marketing team. So they didn't know anything about me. They didn't know anything about my business. And they went right in to sell what it is that they offer. They didn't address any need. They didn't do any research, obviously. So I want you to consider this when you are looking to make a contact with a prospect, someone who you don't know at all, or maybe it's a client and you're going back to them to discuss something else that you have in mind to help them. So a couple of things I want to mention, there are different types of sales. There are product sales, product selling, solution sales or solution selling, or insight sales or insight selling. The product sales is pretty easy. You know, you've got a product and 
you can figure that out. Solution selling, they have a need and you've got the solution. And then insight where they actually, the client, the prospect is actually not aware that they even have a problem or a challenge and you have a way to bring that up to light to identify it and then of course you have the way to solve it so there are different ways to sell but what do we need to have regardless of how it is we're selling we've already done our research we've already done our planning and now it's actually the time to reach out the number one thing that we need to have is empathy empathy for the other person. Please keep in mind that you need to bring value and you need to empathize with the client and what they're going through. If you don't know what they're going through, how are you possibly going to bring value? And if you're not actively listening while they're speaking, how would you hear what it is they're sharing with you about what they're concerned about? So maybe you've identified potential issues that you think they're having, but maybe they're not actually issues to them. And you keep going down that path. I've done this myself during my corporate career. You think that they need to help drive uh, a decrease in turnover, but yet turnover is not that important to them. What's important to them is productivity. So you're stuck on this path going this way, and they're basically showing the door saying, bye, because you're not listening and you're not helping me with what my real challenge is for today. By having empathy, you are in alignment with that other person. It's a human being. It's not a customer or a client. It is a human being, and we need to have compassion and empathy for what it is that they're going through. Now, the second thing is we have to have a genuine desire to be helpful. So many times I see this over and over and over again, even here on this network, when we have people coming on, it's not about providing a greater good. It's not about being interested in really helping someone. It's disguised that that's what we want to do. What we really want to do is we want to sell you our stuff. We want you to buy our products and buy our services. No, it doesn't work that way. You have to truly care about what that person is going through or where that person wants to go or how that person wants to work with someone. People tell us things all the time, but we miss it because we're not actively listening. We're in our heads or we're in our PowerPoints or we're on our phone. We're looking things up and they're giving us great nuggets of information that we're missing all the time. And when you are an excellent listener, and this particular show is not about listening, but when you are an expert in listening or you listen at an elevated level, you recognize the other person's behavior and you know they're not truly engaged with what you're saying. And that's a major turnoff and reason for somebody not to do business with you. Because after all, what is it that we're creating? We're building trust. We're building trust. How do we build trust? We build trust by listening. We build trust by empathizing. And we build trust by having an actual desire to help that person. I remember the, the great Ashley Owens, who was my business manager. I've learned so much from her. She was talking about networking. And how many times have you been to a networking function, which is about selling, right? It's about making connections, but it's also about 
giving someone value instead of of asking for someone to do business with you what can you do for someone else and for many people this is a subject that they're like no 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 i, I put two hours on my calendar for the networking event i got all these business cards whether they're electronic or not i'm going to go in i'm going to hit it hard i'm going to work the room no people see that they recognize it they know that you're all about you and if they get into business with you, similarly to getting into bed with you, what can they expect? They're not going to be able to trust you because you're not fully engaged or present in what it is that they need. So the next time you go to a networking function, ask what you can do for someone else, not just once, not just twice, maybe three or four times. And believe me, it will come back to you. So we've got empathy. We've got a desire to truly help someone else. And then the third one is persistence. Now, persistence can be a tricky one. And sometimes we can go overboard. And again, I did this early on in my sales career. I always thought to myself, this person really wants what I have to offer. They just don't know it. So I'm going to keep going back. And finally, the guy actually called me out on it. He said, you know, you are a real pain. He said, I know you're being persistent, but I told you no, and I told you no, and I told you no. And I said, well, I thought what you were really saying was not now. And he said, no, it's actually no. <laughs> so I think what's interesting about that is we also can tend to waste our time because we didn't do our pre-planning. We didn't do our prospecting. We only have so much time in the day. So we're not going to go into prospecting today. But what I want you to remember is persistence is a wonderful thing if you're bringing value and you're not being a stalker. I have another story, which I think is pretty funny from early in my career. And I was assigned certain accounts to call on. And the one was uh, in Delaware and it was a financial agency and you couldn't even get in there because they had the guard station and the whole nine yards so anyway i was told you've got to get into this account you've got to get into this account so i did all of my prospecting and i knew who the people were who had the budget and who could say yes so without an appointment i drove to this company and when i got to the guard station i said i was here to see xyz and the guy let me through he didn't even make any calls so when i got in there I went over to the reception desk and I said I needed to use the restroom because I thought to myself, at least I can find where this person's office is. Now, today you couldn't you couldn't do any of these things, but she directed me to the restroom and I saw the guy's office. So I actually went to the the cafeteria, which was open to the public and the employees, and I went they had a phone there that was for uh, people to use to call inside the building and I called this executive's office. And because it came from internal, I guess, he answered the call. And I told him who I was. And he's like, boy, you really have some big ones because I've been trying to get an appointment with him. So he ended up meeting with me. So in that case, that kind of persistence paid off, but I definitely wouldn't do that again. You know, we do a lot of things when we're, when we're new in our career. So I want you to remember that persistence is important depending on how it's delivered. You have to continuously 
come back with value. Don't keep calling someone. Don't keep emailing someone unless you have something of value. For example, Mr. Jones, I've been following what's been going on with your company in the news, and I know that your main concern is X, Y, Z. I've seen what's going on with your stock price, blah, blah, blah. I can help you by doing this or start off your email. If you could XYZ, if you could save XYZ, if you could increase your market share by PDQ, would you be interested? Blah, blah, blah. And I used to do that all the time. And then I would put requests for meeting. I put it right in the subject and then request for meeting. I had a lot of success with that because instead of people having to read through the whole email, they see exactly what it is. But again, I did my research. So after they would get into the email, they would see that I did my work that I had the, the facts, that I was well-learned on the company and the things that they were going through, especially if it's a publicly traded company. You can get the annual report. You can watch CNBC. There's so many places that you can get information to at least show the other person that you have done your homework because especially senior executives, they don't have a lot of time to be wasting talking to everybody who wants to sell them something. Now for me as a business owner, I get emails all the time. The biggest one I get is for search engine optimization. I'm telling you maybe every day, two, three, four people are reaching out to me about doing search engine optimization. Now I already have a channel manager doing search engine optimization and he's doing a great job. What's interesting is that even though these emails come from different people, they all look like they're copied and paste, copy and paste. So that's something else I just want to make you aware of. We're not going to discuss it in this issue, in this episode, but people know if you are taking the lazy way, the easy way out when you're putting together your invitation to connect, people know it. How about on LinkedIn? How many times do you get an invitation to connect? And there's no message. There's no note. There's, it's like, I don't know who you are. Why am I going to connect with you? So people recognize this as well. Oh, this person just wants to use my network or whatever the case might be. So we want to have empathy. We want to have a genuine need to help. And I want to put a little bit more onto that, not just to help, but a need to contribute to give back to someone in a way that is selfless and there's no hidden agenda with it and i'll give an example i'm very involved in the crohn's colitis foundation i'm a patient i've been a patient since 1991 and by joining the organization as a volunteer and now board member and committee members. And I do two events. I've got uh, a team. I'm a captain for two different teams. It's changed my life. And so I am so grateful for all that they've done for me by opening up their community to me, by me realizing that I'm not alone with ulcerative colitis. There are people all over the world going through it and there's nothing wrong with us. We're not bad people. We're not diseased people. We have a disease. So I want to do as much as I possibly can to give back and give back and continuously give back because I'm so grateful for what they've done for me. There's no hidden agenda. I have no alternative motive. And it shows because they'll say to me, the, the 
executives um, that they know that I'm truly committed to them and they're grateful. So people can recognize if you're doing something that's really a self-fulfilling prophecy or it's about helping someone else. Now, many times we think we're helping, we have a genuine desire to help and we write a check. Is a check a good thing? Yes, a check is a good thing, especially for charity. But we have to make that connection as to why we're giving the money. We're giving the money because our daughter, our son, our brother, our friend, somebody has this disease. And it means so much the work that the organization's doing that we want to contribute. So just keep that in mind when you're thinking about anything in your life. How can you bring value and how can you show that you truly are interested, even committed to making a difference and helping someone else? And of course, the third one is persistence. And we just finished talking about this. So when you have these three characteristics, what can you do with them to help you convert into a sale? Well, we already know there's a whole sales process. And when we finally get that opportunity to meet with that other person, the prospect, or maybe it's a repeat client, when you show up, turn off your devices, clear your mind, take a deep breath before you even approach the receptionist or whomever, however it is you're getting there. Maybe it's a kiosk that you're going to get checked in. Whatever it is, take a breath and get yourself centered. Sometimes before we go into a sales call, we start to get nervous and we, it's all about us. I can't believe I wore this today. Why did I just eat? I feel sick. We go down this whole road because we're nervous. We're in the elevator even, and we're thinking, I'm not going to be able to do this. Think about why you are there. Think about the work you did to get up to that point and put it all into the sales call. Make it about that person that executive, that client, that prospect, that business owner, that friend, that family member, it's about them. Give them your undivided attention and really think about if you have an hour, for example, I'm going to say in a business meeting, if you have an hour for a business meeting, how much time are you going to spend on small talk? Hey, I love that fish you have. I guess you must be a fish. You can make one or two statements, but tick tock, the clock is ticking and that's your time. Because sometimes people will think, you know what? This guy said 15 minutes. He didn't mean 15 minutes. I'm sure I can get him to go. No, disrespectful. We've talked about that in another episode about setting boundaries. If someone gives you a specific amount of time, that's your time. Use it wisely. This is your time with this person. So show up, be ready, have an open mind. Now, if you've brought a presentation deck, you're going to be showing something, get there early and make sure that you've got yourself set up. I can't tell you how many times I've walked in and the Wi-Fi wasn't working, the VPN wasn't working, whatever the case was, and now there was no technology and I had to go with what I knew in my brain. Maybe print out paper copies of your presentations, but the presentation is a tool and it's a distraction. You'll see people flipping through, you're on page two and they're already at the end. Oh, it's gonna cost me $100,000? What are you out of your mind? Now you never even got to create the value. So. Go back to the beginning again. 
you get to the person's office, it's about them. You're totally focused, totally committed. You're there to learn. In order to learn, you have to listen. You have to listen 99% of the time. Now, we're on a TV show and a radio show here, so I have to talk because otherwise we would be having dead air. But when you are meeting with this person to sell something, you're actually there to learn. You're there to listen. And maybe you will not get the sale that day. Your goal is to make an advance, a small advance in the sales process. How do you do that? By showing empathy, by showing an actual desire to help, and by being persistent. So let's just look at those three in the context of this meeting. It's the first meeting that you're having with this person. Maybe it's a meeting that's a, uh, an add-on from meetings you've had with other people in the organization. But you've never met with this person before. So Susie, Bobby, Billy, and John, they all told you what it is that they need, but you don't know what this person needs. You don't know that this person in this role in the organization has the same business objectives that these other people have. So don't go in with preconceived notions and say, oh, I understand that you're interested in you know, reducing manufacturing hours to X, Y, Z. I'm not in manufacturing. Oh, whoops. You just stepped into a pile, as you know, and now you have to work your way out of it. The person thinks to themselves, this guy doesn't even know what it is I do here. Why am I spending this time with the person? So we walk ourselves into these traps. And what I want you to do is take a step back and think before you speak. Let the other person do the speaking. After you introduce yourself, hello, my name is, and I'm from XYZ. Thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. The reason I'm here today is to learn more about blah, blah, blah over to the other person. Now, when the other person's speaking, this is something that happens all the time. What do we do? We get out our pen, we get out our paper, and we just start writing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. What, what? Can you repeat that? No, they cannot repeat it. You cannot listen and write at the same time. So you may think to yourself, well, how am I going to get all this information and how am I going to remember it? Listen intently. When you leave the meeting, then go and write it down. Is it possible that you may have missed something? Yes, it is. But what will you do? You will write up what you heard, what you remembered, and then you'll send an email. Thank you, Mr. Jones, for your time today. I just want to confirm what I heard you say. Bomb, 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 bomb. Now, you don't want to have something lengthy. You want to have the main point so that the other person knows that Yes, you're on it. You are actually listening. So they share with you what it is that they're interested in. But you've got the PowerPoint. You didn't even bring it out yet. And 10 people back at the office worked on it. Yes, your question is, forget the PowerPoint. Let's go with what the person is sharing. But they're going to be mad at the office because they spent 5000 to put this together. Oh, well, is there anything in the deck, in the PowerPoint that's relevant? And if there's not, don't even bring it up. And if there is, what are you going to do? Start going through your, oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were going to talk. Let me just get to the, 
No, I see people do this all the time. You already lost me. I'm not interested. Just be present human to human. I've shared with you what I'm really interested in is reducing costs in my manufacturing plant by 10% before 2024. That's what my business objective is. Now, you're thinking to yourself, I don't know anything about manufacturing. I thought we were going to be talking about something else. So what do you do? I'm really sorry, Mr. Jones. I don't know anything about manufacturing. I don't even know why I'm here because you represent your company, your business, your employer. What are you going to do? Ask questions. You don't have to know about manufacturing. Ask questions about what they're doing today. What's been working for you, Mr. Jones? Where do you see that things are getting tripped up in the process? What will happen when you do reach this goal of cutting costs by XYZ? What will the bottom line look like then? How will it change your business? What is the way that your consumers perceive your manufacturing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? You don't have to be a genius. You just have to actually care. Many times on this platform here, and obviously we're a TV and radio and podcast platform, people will want to discuss in advance questions. Can you give me the questions you're going to ask me? No, I don't know what I'm going to ask you. I'm going to listen to what you have to say. I'm going to follow along, and then I'm going to ask a question based on what you just shared, because I'm actually really interested. So as somebody who wants to be of value, to be of service, you have to be interested. If you're not interested, why would someone do business with you? It's pretty easy when you think about it. Okay. So is now the time to come out and say, you, you look at your watch. Oh, I see we're almost at the 15 minute mark. Uh, I've got a contract here. I'll leave it with you. And if you have any questions, just give me a call. No, I've seen people do this as well. What happens to that contract? It, it goes right into the trash. Why? Because we don't have a relationship. You didn't give me any value. You were doing a great job. You were asking really powerful and meaningful questions. And then what happened? You stopped caring. You started thinking about yourself. My boss is going to be furious. I didn't show the PowerPoint presentation. I didn't give the contract. I'm coming back with nothing. No, that's not true. You just created value with this other person because you didn't try to close them. You listened intently which shows integrity. And people want to buy from people who have integrity. You might be so surprised at the end of the meeting, maybe Mr. Jones is so happy that someone sitting across from him who actually cares and could help him that he extends the meeting. Maybe he tells you what the next step is. Well, you know what, John? I really appreciate you being here. You've asked some great questions today. I'd like to set up another meeting with my head of manufacturing and have you come in and maybe you can bring somebody from your team as well if you think that's important. How would that be? It's an advance. You made it to the next step and you didn't step on any toes. You didn't make a fool of yourself. You didn't bring out that PowerPoint deck and you didn't bring out that your phone, the crutch. How many times do people say, I don't have that answer. Let me see if I can look it up right now. Um, I, I could give Bob a call. If it no, 
No, stay focused, stay present, bring value and be persistent. Now, in this example, as we come to the end of our episode today, what does persistence look like? Persistence is actively listening. You are persistently actively listening. When the meeting is over, you will follow up and your follow-up shows your persistence. Many times people don't even bother to follow up. The person hands you the plate and says, here it is, eat, enjoy, and you drop the plate, you drop the ball. So follow-up is also part of the persistence. Persistence does not necessarily mean making phone call after phone call after phone call, sending one thing after another. You shouldn't be calling or sending anything unless it has value to your clients or your prospect. So in closing, thank you so much for listening today. If you have any questions about empathy, about adding value, or persistence, if you're interested in any executive coaching, if you're interested in learning how to listen at an elevated level, I would be happy to work with you. You can reach me at either of my two websites, usaglobaltv.com or drjacqueline.com. Just go to contact us. I will also drop my email here in the chat so that you can have it in the comments section. Since I'm producing the show as well, I can't do too many things at once. So I thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. And for all of you who are interested in the sales process, sales is so much fun. I've been in sales my entire career. I'm in sales right now. And I just love making connections with people, bringing value and helping others. So I hope that you find joy in that as well. I wish you a beautiful weekend. And again, thank you for following me and thank you for following our channel. Take care and see you again next week. 